0: So you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome to the Smart Woman Show. We are launching season four with Jackie Dorman. What? What is happening right now? What is happening right now? Jackie, welcome to the Smart Woman Show. You inspired me. I am now going to be introducing every single one of my shows with one question and hold tight. I want to introduce you. If you've never met Jackie before, if you are a single woman, if you want to get married, if you are done with dragging around bitterness and resentment from past relationships, or maybe you've never been kissed, or maybe you've never been married or, or got your MRS yet, this is your woman. She's an author. She has an incredible award-winning program. She helps women just like you all over the world find Mr. Right, not just Mr. Right now. And she is going to be downloading everything that she knows and as much as I can pull out of her today to you. So pay attention, get a notepad. And I want to ask you while you go and run and get a pen and a notepad, turn her up because I'm going to ask this question on every single episode coming up. How is your heart today, Jackie? Oh, that's
1: awesome. So thank you. Thank you for having me first off. And hello out there to all the ladies that are going to be watching this. Um, I uh, am good. I feel abundant. I feel feel just a little bit above my pay grade, which is where I like to always be. Mm -hmm. I feel challenged right now in life. I feel like, um, I'm, I'm wearing some clothes that I don't necessarily fit completely in yet that I'm growing into. Um, but I feel very excited. I'm still jumping out of the bed in the morning, excited about what I'm doing in life. And for me, that has to happen in order for me to know that I'm in the sweet spot.
0: I love that. And you absolutely are because here's what people are saying behind your back. Oh my gosh, you're interviewing Jackie Dorman she's famous. They're like, do you know her program actually works? Do you know she actually (laughs) knows how to find you a husband? And actually one of the, the most beautiful compliments you received this morning on my Facebook was she's so wise and so smart, which leads me to my next question is what makes you smart? Because this is the smart woman show. So we're dealing with women who are driven, women who are entrepreneurs, women who have the courage to actually be in those clothes that you're talking about you know, those, or the shoes that are just a little bit too big, but they have the courage. So I want to know like, what makes Jackie Dorman a smart woman?
1: Wow. What a question. So
0: yeah, I I've never been asked that before. Um, I think that it's
1: because I, you know, I'm not afraid to show up with everything that I have and not apologize for it, but then I also know where it comes from. So I know that it's divinely inspired, you know, so I'm not always like, Hey, you know, Um, It's about me. I have value. Like, I know where my value comes from. I know that it comes from experience. I know that it comes from bad and good experience. And all of those things have worked together to kind of make the mojo that you see when you meet me. And so it creates kind of a humility that I think that. Um, You know how they say people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm smart. I got some good stuff to unpack for you, but the humility that it's partnered and packaged with allows people to open their heart and listen. So it's this, it's this voracious wisdom packaged with this vulnerability that's just divinely given. And that together opens people up to really get the upgrade.
0: Wow. Stop this right here, rewind and listen to that again, because what I heard you say is listen, listen, like really listen. And I, I would love to just take that and run right into, is that one of the things missing in relationships today? Dating, oh, yeah. dating. Yeah, good.
1: no, absolutely. And I think just communication in general. And I think the reason why is because we're communicating. We don't realize that we're speaking out of our hearts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we think a lot of times that we're speaking out of our heads because we're trying to fake it till we make it. We think that we have this idea of who we are and what we want. And we have this idea that the person sitting in front of us is who they think they are and we're what they want. But the truth is, is that there's this unwritten narrative going on in the background that's coming straight from the heart. So, you know, you can't fake it till you make it. You're going to be it and they're going to see it. They're not going to be able to hear or connect with you on the same wavelength that you're on if you guys are just on different ones. And so the only way we can adjust that is not by learning more. We know too much already, but Mm -hmm. it's about healing the heart. It's about the heart knowing more, not the head.
0: So Jackie, tell me, okay, so bring me through a process here. Okay. Because I, I, I love this. I am, I have been off the market for almost 10 years. I, wow. am, I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really proud of myself. I, I mean, we, we just got married, but we've been together for almost 10 years and he's my, he's my first husband. He's my only husband. He's my best friend. And so I'm fascinated by this new woman, you know, I can't even imagine being all of this, you know, all of this, the Tara show, the smart woman show and being single and, and, and really wanting that man in my life and needing to go out in today's world and find him, you know, and I love that you bring it back to the heart because that's really, truly all that matters. Love is all that matters as we know, you know, as women, we know that. And yeah. so I want to just bring this down to like, let's just, where do we start? Where does she start? Cause there's a struggle here. Like what's the struggle and what does she do? How does she start? Yeah, absolutely. you know,
1: there's so many different struggles, but you really just, you know, you just hit on something that so many women ask me. So they'll say, because what happens is, is we start believing that something that something is our problem when it's really not the problem. And so a lot of women will just be like, well, I just don't know how to meet great guys. I just don't know where they are. I don't know how to find them. Like, that's what people will say to me. And it's legit. It's a genuine question. But we all know that there's seven plus billion people in the world and at least half of them are men. And so you can walk out your door and throw a rock and hit a man. (laughs) It's not like, where are they? They're everywhere. Look around, right? Okay. You can go down to the Piggly Wiggly today and meet a soulmate if you want to. You can a someone that you're going to connect with on the, in the soul realm, there's going to be that codependent connection. I'm broken. Fix me. You're broken. I'll fix you. Let's come together for a little while and medicate our issues. You can find that. But I think what people are really saying, even if they don't have the language is I want that deeper connection, that higher connection. I want that spirit made connection. Like you said that you and your husband are best friends. Me and my husband are best friends. You know, that deep connection where you know, you've seen and known and loved. Where do I find those guys, right? Mm -hmm. And that would be the question that people would be asking if they knew what question to ask. And the answer to that is, is that you don't find them. They find you. And the way that you're found is that you can be out in public and still be invisible. The way that you're found is that you become visible to yourself. You do the heart work. Okay, when the heart is healed, then it attracts it's the law of attraction. What you believe you become, and what you become, you attract. And so when you when you fall in love, so to speak, with the authentic you, not all these counterfeit you's, and you know, because you see all these women, we're in that that masculine energy, we're grinding, we're trying, we're doing all this stuff. Well, men aren't looking for husbands, they're looking for wives, and that's not what a wife is. They're like, oh, okay, Jackie, should I be barefoot in the kitchen having babies? Is that what a wife is? No, it's not about gender roles. This is about what feminine is. Mm. Feminine. So when we are able to step out of that broken counterfeit identity that just all kinds of things have created, and when we step into that nurturer, that you know, we're able to see the potential in things and help it grow, that teacher, that wisdom, all of that stuff that the real, the feminine really carries then we start attracting that counterpart to us. And that is the spirit connection that most people are looking for.
0: So when, when you're talking, I keep hearing this word, intimacy, 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 Mm -hmm. It's kind of been my word for the last six months. I had a, a mentor in a leadership program. I'm in say to me, you know, Tara, you really get to, be more intimate. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the most intimate person ever. <laughs> like, I love sex. I, you know, and he's like, I'm not talking about sex. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm talking about the wall that's like on your heart. He's yeah. like, yeah, to the outside world. And even to yourself, you have yourself believing that you are letting your own self love in and other people's love in, but you're not. And that's evident to everyone else. So let's talk about that heart healing because I know exactly what you're speaking into. And I was so blind to it. How do you know that your heart needs healing? Well, there's a lot of different ways, you know, I mean, there's tons of different ways. Like I love
1: to be offended. Like uh, everyone's so scared of getting offended. They're like, no, I don't want to see that. That hurts me. Well, you know, yes, it hurts you in a good way. Like when I'm offended, I know that it's an invitation because offense is always pointing to a broken part of your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not ever about whatever's offending you. It's always about you. Like, yeah, that hurts me. But now ask why, why does that hurt me? What is that triggering? You know, what am I afraid of right now? I love getting angry as well. That's pointing to those walls in the heart. When I get angry, I know that I'm hurting. I'm afraid somewhere. And I begin to ask myself those questions, you know, why is this pissing me off right now? now I even know this person on Facebook. Why does their post make me want to rip their throat out? And you start asking yourself, you know, don't just feel the feels, heal the feels like, why, why do I feel this way about this? And you'll start getting those answers. They'll start coming to you. They'll start coming up. You'll remember something. All right. You'll remember something that happened before something that someone else said, you know, some kind of memory or some kind of attachment to that emotion will come to the surface and then you can heal it because you can forgive that person. You can forgive yourself. You know, that's really what the heart work is. We confess and we re- you know, we repent of that kind of feeling, meaning just turning away from the brokenness and turning towards the healing. And then we're able to release it in forgiveness of ourselves and others. And that's how the walls start coming down. You know, we can't just decide, Oh, I'm walled. Someone told me I have walls. Okay. So I'm just going to decide right now not to have any. Yeah, that'd be great if it worked that way. But those walls weren't built in a day and they weren't built by one revelation. Okay, they were built by a lot of lies that you're believing. And as you unpack those things one by one, the walls start coming down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forgiveness. Powerful. Forgiveness forgiveness is huge. Yeah. And, And it's not a feeling. People are like, well, I just don't feel like forgiving. That's awesome. That's the time when you should forgive, when you have no emotional attachment to it. Because if it's based on emotion, then it, it it will, it will leave and end when the emotion ends as well. And when that person is likely to do something else, that's ridiculous. Right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as that happens again, so then we're just like, Oh, I guess I don't forgive this person because I dislike them as much as I disliked them before. (laughs) And so we revoke it, we give it and revoke it when it's based on emotion, but when it's based on a supernatural transaction, where I'm giving you this because I realize that you are not your error or your mistake, just like I am not my pain. That cuts that tether, that soul tie, that trauma bond. And then we're able to be free from that. When we realize that people's identities are not tied up in their sin or their mistakes or their errors. Okay. That that's not who they are. They're not the liar, cheater, abuser, user. That's not their identity. That's something that they're operating in. That's a behavior that they have, you know, given over to, but then us, we're also not the abused, the lied on, the cheated on. That's not, we're not our pain. And so when we're able to release them from that identity, which is what forgiveness really is, then we get released from this false and counterfeit identity of victim as well. Does that make okay, sense?
0: Yeah. And so let's on that note, let's talk about that because victim, you know, that never works being a victim. It doesn't work in finding a man. It doesn't work in operating in a family. It doesn't work being a mom. It doesn't work in business. It literally works nowhere. And another thing that I've heard you say is the problem is not the problem. What's the opportunity here, right? And I also heard you say, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. Let's get curious. Let's come from a 35,000 foot view. Let's take these pain points and work with them as opportunities to grow. And so let's go back to victim because, Mm -hmm. you know, like just call a spade a spade right now. If you're listening to this episode and you've been in victim, if you've been blaming, shaming, guilting, all of that, if you're holding on to past trauma right now, sister, you get to let go of being a victim and you get to say, I am no longer a victim. Say it right now. And let's move forward from that. Let's dump that right here and leave it in episode 20, whatever this is. So. So let's, but let's talk about that because victim and shame, kind of a fine line. Let's talk to the women who are carrying shame, maybe around a divorce or um, abuse, sexual abuse. This just these things that attach to us, as you said. Yeah. I mean, there's so much with shame. I mean,
1: it comes from a lot of different belief systems, a lot of different belief systems of what we should have done and what we shouldn't have done and all those different things. And what people really need to know is that trauma, whatever it is, and everyone suffers. Some people might listen to this and be like, Oh, I've had a good life. Everybody suffers. Okay, so trauma doesn't just hurt us, it actually creates different versions of us. Okay, and a lot of us are living out those versions of us are usually some type of combination of victim and survivor. And so those versions of us are living our lives. They're picking the jobs or picking the men. They're going on the dates they're swiping right on Tinder. You don't want that counterfeit version of you live in your life where you eat your breakfast, driving your car. Okay. Those choices are not, those choices are being made in fear response and trauma response. And so we want to step out of that. But I think a lot of the reasons why women especially will lock arms and partner with victim is because they think that taking on a victim posture will ensure them justice you don't have to take on a posture of victimhood to get justice. And so, cause there's no, tr- there's no trophies for trauma. And that's what we have to realize. Cause I'll hear a lot of women say this to me, Tara, and I'm sure you've heard this in business. It doesn't have to be about relationship. You can, it's interchangeable for every, every idea. They'll say, Oh, I've been through so much. I'm due. It's my turn. It's my year. Well, girlfriend, it's always been your year. It's always been your turn. The only person that's holding you back is you and your belief systems. You know, I wish that it would be true that your greatest love comes after your greatest mistake. But the truth is, is until you get the belief systems in your heart healed an even greater mistake is going to come after your greater mistake because you're still stuck in that false you. And you're still asking for the wrong things because you don't know what you can have. Does that make any sense?
0: It makes a hundred percent sense. And what I, what I feel so inclined to move into is Speaking to the woman who is like, okay, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to heal. Okay. And now she's like, let's just move forward to the woman who maybe she's like dating these guys, but she's still in victim a little bit about like, well, I'm successful. Like I am an entrepreneur. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. I want a man, but I don't necessarily need a man. And, there, and, and I don't care what anybody says. There's a new woman that has evolved she's new and we don't really know what we're doing. We're paving, <laughs> we're, like really we're paving the way for our daughters. Yes. But like, but we are the trailblazers of the new entrepreneurial, successful woman, the CEO we are. And so we're throwing things against the wall and some of it doesn't work. Like not being respectful of men and allowing them to lead doesn't work. And no. that's that's not what a feminist might tell you. But if you could speak on like the, the power struggle of, of the man and the woman. Right okay. Now. So, yeah. So I don't
1: know who the audience here is, but people need to understand. I, I mean, I'm a Christian woman and that's where, you know, that's where my greatest wisdom comes from is that divine connection. And so the power struggle is real and it started in the garden. So for those of you that are watching, you know, there was a debacle in a garden a long time ago and really the battle of the sexes began there. That's where it began. There was a separation that occurred between these two beautiful counterparts, masculine and feminine, and it's been raging ever since. In fact, the thing that was said to them back then, you know, from the divine was, Hey man, from now on, you're going to want to dominate and woman, you're going to want to manipulate and control. And so that is kind of the dance that we've been in. And it's a love hate relationship because opposites attract, but then they don't cohabitate in that broken identity. And so first and foremost, I really believe that we have to come back to ourselves. I get it. I'm a boss babe, too. I am a you know type A personality. I, I like to do. I like to succeed. I like all those things. But I'm coming at those things from a whole place. And I think, you know, and I'm also a feminist. I have a t-shirt that says feminist. And when I wear it, I get a lot of raised eyebrows from all different types of people for all different types of reasons. But I believe in the empowerment of feminine. I believe that the world needs feminine and Tara, I think you can re- you can agree with me that part of what we're dealing with right now in the world. And even in the country that we're living in is that that feminine energy and voice is not at enough seats of influence. And so it's out of balance. Mm-hmm. And when you're broken and you're hurting, which is what our country is, you want your mommy, You want the feminine, you want your mommy when you're broken, when you're sick, when I was sick, I wanted my mom, you know, and that is what's happening here. And so women have to be courageous and brave enough. A lot of what second wave feminism gave us is it gave us a lot of rights, but it also gave us a lot of thinking that was wrong. You know, we had to kind of, in order to get these rights, we had to give up our our value in some other areas of, of our intrinsic value of the heart of woman. That's what's so precious. You know, we're taught to believe that our sexuality and our body and really our vaginas are where our value is, but our value is in the heart of the feminine. And so kind of stepping back in that, that is where really the foundation of good connection with men comes from. When I feel, you know, bold enough and secure enough to show up fully feminine and you show up fully masculine, then we can get somewhere. Do you think that's
0: changing?
1: Um. I think that there's a movement that's beginning. That's changing yeah, it. You know, I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I love how you're bringing this back to matters of the heart. I think that is so there's just something about you that is just so calming, but also <laughs> it's like when you were like, you know, you, you when you say you, you're hurting, you want your mommy, mm-hmm. but like, you know, the, the controller in me, you know, that a type personality that you're talking about. I'm like, I don't, I don't need anyone. <laughs> you, know, but it's, you know, but I do, but we do, right. as, you know, as we charge forward as powerful, smart, successful women in this world, we get to know that it's still okay to need our mommy. It's still okay to say, I'm broken. I get to heal right now. Yeah. Goosebumps. yeah. This is so powerful. Yeah. And,
1: and you said something really good that, you know, we don't give ourselves permission to be, to need. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to realize that we've been created for community and mm-hmm. need is not, we, it's been weaponized. And I think the reason why we, we don't want to need is because in the past we, we were in need and then people didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to tell myself that I don't need in, uh, instead of needing and then not having that need met. That rejection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about yeah. rejection. Yeah, Ooh. rejection's fun, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a but thing you know is- what?
1: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nothing will get you to your like destiny DNA faster than divine rejection. People hate it. They will run from it. They will people please. They will grab a hold of the leg of something that doesn't want them and hang on for dear life just to keep from the pain of it, but it's so good for you. You have to have it. <laughs>
0: it is so good for you and it sucks
1: it does it hurts it sucks
0: it totally does but why 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 is it that we as human beings we want to go through life and we want to create this bubble around us, like no pain no pain <laughs> nobody yeah. hurt me why why do we do that you know, I you know
1: I think that's the human condition but we don't realize that pain is actually our friend's Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the reason why people are afraid of pain is because instead of it being like that engine light on your car, that, you know, it's your friend, it's a gift. Do you guys, do you, pain is a gift. I write about this in my book. I watched this documentary where this little girl could not feel pain. It was the weirdest documentary, but she literally could not do anything in life because without pain, she would never know if she was overdoing something as simple as brushing her teeth. You know, so pain is a gift because it shows us where we're getting out of alignment And if we will embrace it and partner with it at the beginning and kind of even lean into it, we can avoid a catastrophe. But the reason why we do avoid it is because we've let pain go on for so long because perpetual pain is not divine, but temporary pain is the catalyst for all change in life. If you allow yourself to feel it.
0: Yeah. Amen. You are really wise are very, very wise. I love this. Wow. Okay. So I can still, I can still hear the ladies going, okay, this is all great. I, okay. I'm ready. Like I'm going to know my heart, but seriously, like where's my husband?
1: <laughs> for sure. For I sure. can still hear them. No, I, and I can hear them too, because I just got off a challenge with 500 something women and that's what they're saying. Okay, great. I'll do this if I have to. And listen, I, I almost have to bait the hook with this because no one wants to do their heart work but they want to get married, right? They want a date, they want a romance. And so it's like sell them what they want, give them what they need. It just, it just has to be what happens. But I really feel like this is on the heart of God. I really do, you know, reconciliation of the genders and you never see that more beautifully than in a good marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband and I were so complimentary opposite in every way. And, um, it just, it's a beautiful, a beautiful up grade for both of us being in relationship with each other. And so what I would say to those ladies is that how bad do you want it? Mm Because in all my years of coaching, the one, the reason why I've really zeroed in on single women and marriage is because first of all, I'm really good at matchmaking. It's just a gift I've been given. And secondly, because women would constantly complain about this to me for the last 23 years that I have been coaching women and they'd say, I want this. I want this. I want this. I'm like, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. And then I would see what they're doing. Okay. I would see their, their weekly schedules. I would see, you know, the, the things that they're, you know, manifesting. And I would just say, are you sure you want this? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. And I'm like, well, nothing that you're doing shows that you want this and proof, you know, proof of desire is in pursuit. You know, like, well, well, I don't want to chase a man. It's not about chasing a man. It's about your life. Doesn't say that you're making room for this in any way, shape or form. And what women really need to know is that behavior follows identity. Mm. You have to almost become the wife before that happens. You have to really become, you know, in yourself or see yourself as someone who can be in that situation, in that relationship, in that marriage. And a lot of women, what they really want is they want a second paycheck. They want someone to Netflix and chill with. They want someone to go to dinner with. And, you know, all the attributes of what coupledom or relationship is,
0: but they really don't want a husband. Trust me, they don't. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. So do you find that when women sit down, like, what would you say the percentages of women who know exactly what they want? That know exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, I think everyone has a list. And the
1: problem with that list is, is that list is usually full of a lot of things that they want to try to keep them from feeling the pain of a past relationship. So I don't want him to have any of this or I want him to have all of this because I've been broken like this before. Now this is my wall. You know, the longer the list, the higher the walls of the heart normally. That's been my experience.
0: So it's coming coming from a place of memory as opposed to a place of creation, possibility, opportunity, imagination. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's coming from a place of brokenness rather than a place of wholeness.
1: And, um, and also, you know, the, you know, I encourage non-negotiables. Everyone should have an have non-negotiables. The problem is, is that a lot of people will, because of their pain and their trauma and their past, they will escalate yellow flags into red flags. They'll have a, a lot of non-negotiables. I teach have some, and let's look at those and let's see the root of those and why you have them but then everything else needs to be negotiable because you don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. I think you think you do, but the real you, the healed you, the healthy, you, the unguarded you, the vulnerable, you does not necessarily know that. And that's why a lot of times people, I run into a lot of Christian women and they've been praying for years for their, you know, they name them all different things, Boaz and Adam and all these different names. And they've been praying for that relationship for years. And they're like, I don't understand why God won't send me my husband. It's like, well, one thing is, is that, you know, God knows that you wouldn't be asking for what you're asking for if you knew who you really were. And so we have to come back to ourselves before we can begin to see other people clearly. It's really important that we do that.
0: So I'm going to ask you a question for the woman who's like, tell me what's on the list of the woman who's got her crap together. <laughs> so uh-huh. let's like, okay, so let's say you get this woman and she's got the list that you're like, yes, you've got this, go and get this. What does that list look like? What are the things that that woman is asking for and looking for? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I totally do. And that list would be based on what I call destiny
1: DNA. So that list is based on, Hey, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm carrying. I know what my value is to this world that I'm living in right now. And, you know, I want a counterpart to that. I want a complementary, opposite to that. I want someone who's going to make me better and, and take me higher and vice versa. And so their list will say things, you know, that are customized to who they already know that they are and where they already know that they're going. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, it. Is, is that, I mean, do I need to get more detailed in that? So like, no, I'm to I think, think that they,
0: they-, they get to find you, you know, they're going to know, they get to find you. And you know, it just brings you back to a memory that I'll share with you just quickly. When I met my husband, I, we were both broken. Mm-hmm. And um, it was toxic and tumultuous for two years, three years and, you know, if it wasn't just for God being like, no, you guys get to be together even though you're a hot mess. Um, I, I had no business trying to meet a guy. Totally. No business. I totally get it. You know, I it, totally get it. Yeah.
1: So, all right, sister. It's- And that, and that's my story too. my husband, actually, my, my current husband, I've been married before this, this marriage is 13 years, 13 years in the making now. Mm -hmm. And, um, he was my neighbor. I met him in my front yard. And the very first time I met him, I yelled at him. I yelled at him because I got an email that morning that a sex predator had moved into the neighborhood and he was the only person that moved into the neighborhood, you know, on our cul-de-sac. And I had a six-year-old daughter that was playing with his nine-year-old daughter. And I'm like, look, look, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> I know who you are, you know, I mean, I was that broken. I had that many filters on and blind spots oh, and walls up. And, um, and so I get it. And I want, I want ladies that are listening. It, it, I want them to hear what I'm really saying. And I don't want them to hear what I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect to deserve a husband. Yes. Okay. Amen. It's about, it's about supernatural surrender. It's about doing your heart work. It's about allowing those blind spots and those filters to come off. So that you can see a good thing when it's right in front of you. Because the reason why that this stuff stops it is not because God is not giving it to you. It's because you can't see it. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to see it when all those things are in the way. And I also want to tell them that there are some healing that will only happen in good relationship. So if you've been hurt in relationship, you'll be healed in relationship. If you've been hurt in community, healed in community, hurt in family, healed in family. I like to call it the hair of the dog that bit you back in my drinking days, and I used to like to party. And, um, you know, you always drink the Bloody Mary the next day, right? It's the hair of the dog that bit you. And so whatever hurt you is also going to heal you. And it's important that people realize that.
0: I just love you. (laughs) I love you. My team (laughs) told me I was gonna love you. They're like, you're gonna love her. I'm like, I cannot wait, because you're right. I do love you. And, And what I'm hearing you say is that you know, even though you feel broken, you don't need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I keep hearing you say healing and Mm -hmm. healing is so ready and available for you. And I I'm also going to add that healing doesn't happen without community and support. And so, so true. true. And so you get to reach out to Jackie Dorman. I mean, I have no idea what it's like to work with you, but I bet that the women who work with you feel held feel safe, feel heard, feel loved and can see and start to conceptualize and visualize not only their own worth, but that hot ass man. Totally. right?
1: Absolutely. He's
0: listen, people need to know that their,
1: their husband is fine. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That he is. And, um, and, uh, you, you need to definitely, uh, want that for sure. <laughs> You'll be fine to you, right?
0: <laughs> He's coming for you, girl. All right. Well, jackie.com go to her website, grab her what what is on your website right now for them to grab.
1: So, I just ended a challenge, a 5-day challenge, married in 12 months or less. Um I'm headed into a bride boot camp, but coming I don't know when um they're going to be a, they're going to, you know, be introduced to me, but they can get, um, there's going to be another challenge in October. It's totally free. Um, get in that for sure. Definitely go to my website. I have a book on Amazon called the heart work by Jackie Dorman. Buy that, read that. You'll love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you so much.
0: I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the smart woman show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success. Me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.